Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I just lost. So I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then our text for today. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran, put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they begin to celebrate. Now the elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked, what was going on? He replied, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. 
His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years, I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me? Be with us now, O Lord. Your living word proclaims that you are full of compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive your word of truth today. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. It is good to be with you this morning. As you have now guessed, I am Pastor Lori Carter, and I am thrilled to be able to share the word of God, particularly this story about God's love for each of us. I did not intend to read the entire chapter of, of, of Luke, chapter 15, but as a creature of habit, when you look at someone else's Bible instead of your own, your vision kind of changes, so you have the opportunity to have heard what your weekly assignment was going to be, and that was to read the other two parables in this chapter. The gospel text for today is the familiar story of the prodigal son. And as I was studying the passage this week, I found it interesting to note some phrases and images from this story that have been incorporated into some of the expressions we use. For example, how many of you have heard of a, a grieving parent who refers to their wayward child as a prodigal? Or when someone has a big party and it is described that they had killed the fatted calf. One of my personal favorites that I often say about myself is that I have come to myself, meaning that I have begun to think more rationally or clearly after being wronged or confused. 
As you heard, this, this chapter has three parables in it, one about a lost sheep, a lost coin, and today's story about lost brothers. Hopefully, that will be your first clue that there is a significant point that Jesus is trying to make. Here is the setting that prompted Jesus to tell those three stories. He was gaining traction in his ministry. He was preaching and teaching and healing people in the synagogues. He had raised a widow's son from the dead, and he had allowed a woman to wash his feet while at a dinner party in the home of Pharisees. He had called the crowds to repentance, as we heard Pastor James proclaim last week. He had attracted quite a following, many which were known sinners. People were talking, and depending upon who was doing the talking, it wasn't all good. The company that Jesus kept, the crowds that followed Jesus, greatly embittered the scribes and the Pharisees. They murmured and they grumbled and they complained about Jesus and who he was with and who he was sharing meals with. In response, Jesus tells these three stories to affirm and encourage those who were coming to him with repentant hearts and also as a way to reprimand those pesky, self-righteous teachers of the law, also known as the Pharisees and the scribes. You heard how our story begins. It plainly says there was a man who had two sons. The younger son spoke first in the story, which is a sign that this isn't going to be good. The younger son began not by saying, may I have, but he said, give me the share of property that will belong to me. Confidently, he took the direct approach and demanded his inheritance. And it worked. The father subsequently divided the property between the brothers according to the law. Even if we were not acquainted with this story, it's possible that we could predict what was going to happen next. This disrespectful and selfish younger son sold his property, gathered his belongings, and not only left town, but he went to a distant country. Culturally, this was heartbreaking because the son's words and his actions conveyed that he wished his father were dead. In our world, Kids grow up, and they leave home. That's what they do, and that's what we prepare them to do. 
but in the ancient world. Leaving home and going far away was a heartless rejection of one's birthplace. It was a brutal betrayal of the family and community core values. We know how this story goes. After a period of riotous living, losing all that he had been freely given, the young man was driven to the point that he longed for the slop. He was hired to feed the pigs. The younger son finally came to himself and realized that he would be better off as a slave in his father's business rather than as an outcast in a foreign land. So he began the long trek home. He knew he had forfeited his sonship, but he still wanted to beg for forgiveness and ask for work, not as the man's son, but as a slave. It's easy for us to recognize the son's lostness, but the lostness of the older son takes a little more effort. After all, the older son was obedient and hardworking because of his birth status, he was most likely admired, respected, maybe even for his expected dedication, he received frequent affirmation. He did all the right things. However, like the Pharisees and the scribes, the older son lived in a way that would appear righteous. But we heard how his heart revealed something different. For it was after a hard day's work as the older brother was making his way home from the fields, he heard the revelry long before he arrived. Once he was informed that not only had the younger son returned home, but there was this extravagant celebration going on in the younger son's honor. The elder son would have no part of it by his choice. Upon realizing that his elder son had not joined in the celebration, the father left the party and went out to plead with the son to come in and celebrate the return of his younger brother. Once the father and older son were together, the valve on the pressure cooker of his son's soul exploded. We heard what he said. He said, I have worked like a slave for you, and you have not given me as much as a young goat to share and celebrate with my friends. The elder son was lost within his pent-up agony caused by resentment and jealousy self-pity and self-righteousness that now hung in the air between the father and the son. 
elder son's heart ached for what he felt was owed that he had not received. Throughout the story, we witness the generous actions of the father. He loved both of his sons. He had reared them, cared for them, and provided for them. He graciously fulfilled the younger son's request and deeply grieved as he watched his son walk away. He patiently waited and watched for his son's return. And when the son was on his way home, when the father saw him, he was filled with compassion. Now men in flowing robes never run anywhere. This was socially unacceptable in that time. Yet risking humiliation and disgrace, when the father saw his younger son, he ran and he put his arms around his son and he kissed him as the villagers watched this scene unfold. For you see, while the son was off carousing and living recklessly, the villagers had held on to their anger and hostility because the son had insulted and brought shame upon his father. But now, because the father accepted his son back, the community must do the same. The father offered his son forgiveness and restoration, and there was great joy and every cause for an extravagant celebration. Middle Eastern mores dictated that the oldest son be present and engaged with the guest at any celebration. But the son's absence revealed to the guests that all was not well within their family. And once again, the father risked humiliation and shame. He left the celebration to go find his older son. And after the son's anger-filled eruption, the father neither chastised his son nor made excuses. The father in this story graciously represents the extravagant, inexhaustible, freely and unconditionally given love for God, love of God for all his children. This means you and me. It means all of us. We often think that we have to earn God's love, but there is really nothing we can do to earn it. No matter how many times we come to church or say the right prayers, regardless of who we are in our professions, where we live, what we own, even our successes and our failures, None of this matters when it comes to God loving us. God's love cannot be earned, 
and is never dependent upon our faithfulness. So imagine with me for a moment, one more time, the life-giving embrace of the Father and the Son in our story, the welcome given by that compassionate Father. He didn't wait for his Son to come home, for his Son to come to him. It didn't matter what the Son looked like in his tattered and worn out clothing or what he smelled like having worked among pigs or how long he had been gone. His son had come home. And as children of God, the same is true for us. When we were baptized, and just as Cosette was baptized this morning, God accepts us and welcomes us long before we can accept God. Our baptism is a gift, and with that gift, we are welcomed into the family of God with love and grace and mercy, and we are all equal in God's sight. Likewise, when we stray from God, when we are lost like the brothers, one in obvious ways and one in more secret ways, when we sin, or however you describe your sinful behavior, God will still welcome you when you return to him, just like the son was welcomed by the father. This story not only paints a picture of God's love for us, but it also shows us how we are to love others. Because of the freely given love that we receive, we are called to respond likewise to others, sharing God's love and our faith through generous acts of service. This story comes on the fourth Sunday of Lent and reminds us that this season gives all of us the opportunity to examine our hearts and to return to God, to repent for the ways we fall short in our relationship with God and with others. Like the brothers, we may be looking for joy or for peace, satisfaction in people or things without really finding that which we desire. Like the scribes and the Pharisees, we may look righteous on the outside, yet filled with emotions that are eating away at our souls. Only God can give us what we desire. Only God can give us love that never ends, grace that is abundant, mercy 
that is unearned and always everlasting forgiveness. We can talk about God's love, we can sing about it, we can explain it, even analyze it. However, we must experience it in order to fully comprehend the extravagant, immeasurable, and unearned love of God. May it be so. Amen.